Hello, children of God. Welcome back to Marie Speaks God's Grace Bible Study. This is season four of this beautiful ministry where we go book by book, verse by verse, studying the true, incorruptible, infallible, everlasting, living Word of God. Now, before we get into the intro, I wanted to come on and say hello and blessings be to the ever-loving, living God. Thank you for coming back to another wonderful season. I want to encourage everyone to gather their favorite version of the Bible. Maybe some water, maybe some coffee, maybe even some tea. Get your notebook, get your pens and paper because we are going to dive into the biblical teaching reading out of the Geneva 1560 edition of the Bible and then the historical teaching reading out of a Bible's handbook along with other sources that you can find off of our main social media page at minds.com Marie Speaks God's Grace Bible Study and then we will go into a spiritual teaching reading out of the Blue Stone Torah now these teachings are made to encourage and educate the church on the true living gospel of our father who is in heaven now a little bit of housekeeping donations are always appreciated so if the spirit so leads you by our father to donate please do the links are in the description box or what really helps out is helping pay for advertising. How can you do this? Well, I'm glad you asked. A like and a heart and a share roughly is a donation of about $35 to $55, depending on your, uh, your friends list. So please, children of God, go out there, like, heart, and share, and let's share the good news. Now, let's get into our intro, and I pray in Jesus' name we all get something out of this Bible study. Amen. i 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is Marie Speaks God's Grace. Let's begin with our Star Spangled Banner, followed by the Pledge of Allegiance and a prayer, which we will also call a benediction to our Father in Heaven. to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice God's Grace Bible Study. Today we're going to be going over the book of Numbers chapter 3. I titled this Bible study, Spiritual Fathers, Earthly Fathers, but God remains the same. In this Bible study, God is going to show us His everlasting word is still true today. I truly pray that each and every one of God's children gets something great out of this Bible study. And that great thing is God's promises. The world tries to change God's word and 
I don't believe it's always on purpose or there's some corrupt means. Uh, because we're looking at God's word through our own lenses, so to speak, trying to rightfully adjust God's word to our life. But sometimes when we try to adjust God's word to our life, we can not have the greatest vision. <laughs> so I pray and I pray, I pray that when we review God's word, let's try and look at what God intended us to see, not what our background has made us see, not what our wanting to be comfortable is allowing us to see, but let us see through God's beautiful, glorious mind. Amen. Father God, in the blessed name of our Jesus Christ of Nazareth, our Lord, our Savior, Emmanuel, for God is forever and always with us. We thank you for another beautiful, wonderful day. We thank you for being with us in all aspects of our life and covering us in the loving, saving blood of our Yeshua HaMashiach. We thank you, Father God, for your blessed spirit that you have given us freely and to live within us and bring forth this beautiful, glorious warmth and light that only you can give. Your beautiful spirit of truth, your beautiful spirit of counsel, your beautiful spirit of healing and restoration, God, thank you for making it possible that you have made it possible that each and every one of our sins can be forgiven and have been forgiven all of us who are turning towards you lord who are running reaching for your cloak and saying if only i can get to jesus i too will be made whole complete restored unto you lord we thank you that your love is so promiscuous you look at our heart you look at our intentions you do not judge by our outside covering but you look at the true us within and you accept us you love us you call us to return to you and turn away from sin god so i pray each and every one of us your children I pray you accept our sacrifices of turning away from sin. I pray it is a beautiful fragrance that goes up to you, Lord. And I pray that as we gain in our walk with you, Lord, that you see us and you give us that little pat on the back, those words, that motivation, that encouragement, that as the world and sometimes even other Christians might accidentally or purposely tear us down or come kind of be stepping stones or not stepping stones but stumbling blocks they kind of discourage us lord you're there to encourage us you're not going to excuse poor behavior you'll correct us but you will also encourage us to keep trying and striving for perfection like our jesus to be righteous and holy before you lord to be awake and waiting upon your beautiful return. Thank you, God, for being a God who knows and sees and a God who never changes. We pray this all in the mighty name of our Jesus Christ of Nazareth, filled with the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, and sealed with the blood of Christ. Amen.
well children of God we are going to be going into Numbers chapter 3 sorry that was a rough transition but I'm really excited about this Bible study Woo! <laughs> I hope others really enjoy it as many know this is our website this is mariespeaksgodsgrace.live because we serve a living God and as you go to our website and you scroll down you will see See our latest blog and our previous live Bible study. I encourage others to go out there and seek it out. Check out these links and review our previous Bible study if you want to uh, review the historical portion of the Bible study for this one and chapter 4. It is in Numbers chapter 2 where we reviewed it. Next you will see um, the last Bible study links and you can watch them on the screen. You will see our intro for this uh, season four of the Bible study called I Am the Good Shepherd. Amen, our Jesus. And then you will see our QR code. Please share this out. It helps pay for advertising, which is roughly a donation of $35 to $55, depending on your friends. Listen, this QR code will take them directly to our website. And yes, every little heart, like, and share in that combo does help greatly. If the, our Father in Heaven so leads you, you are more than welcome to donate. But please, 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 sharing gets the word of God out. And that's what we really want and need here. As you keep scrolling down on our website, you will see our many social media links. Our main social media link that we use here at Marie Speaks God's Grace is the Minds.com link. As you click on Minds.com and you sit select blog and go to our latest blog you will see our numbers chapter 3 with our scheduled um, date of the live Bible study so we like to do here for those that we are new we have a couple new subscribers hello hello welcome to the family <laughs> um, we like to go here over the biblical the historical part of the Bible study the biblical part of the Bible study and then the spiritual part of the Bible study. Someone asked, why do I say spiritual? Well, I'm glad you asked. The reason we say spiritual is the word of God said, those of us who worship God, we worship him in spirit and in truth. So we can all agree that our, the great I am is our father in heaven, absolutely. But he's a great spirit and he is in the spiritual realm. Well, we are here in this earthly experience here on earth so our goal is to study the history because god is the spirit of truth we know truth in the history we know the biblical part of god's word for it is written and he promised that his world will go out to every single ear will hear the gospel and of jesus christ and how he died on the cross for every one of our sins and he has risen again and he is sitting at the right hand of our father who is in heaven and he will come again lord jesus come someday day soon amen in God's perfect timing so we try to cover all the bases here for beginner Christians why so when beginner Christians learn grow and they expand and they go and they start their own Bible ministry or their own preaching on the streets wherever God leads them and they hear 
something that's more advanced or maybe intermediate, they don't run away or fear serving God. We, we want these roots to grow in deep. Amen. And that's what we're trying to do here. So please, please, please always confirm with God. Um, but that's why we provide sources here. So everyone can search on their own time and their own Bible reading time in Jesus name. Amen. All right. So let's get into the biblical part of the Bible study. Because as I said before, here are the links to the previous Bible study where we went over the historical part of the Bible study. So we are going to get in straight into uh, the Geneva 1560 edition of the Bible study, which is my favorite version of the Bible. It's the Bible I feel our Father in Heaven led us to. Um, it's the Bible our uh, founding fathers would have been using here at the United States and I really really like this Bible study what you see on the screen is a copy and paste of the easy to read version of the Geneva Bible and the link is on the screen for those who would like to read from it their own time if you like it but you know get whatever version of the Bible you like as long as you're reading God's Word that's what matters Let's begin. Father God, in the blessed name of our Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you for giving us your biblical teachings. We thank you for showing us that you are our true history, you are our true heritage, and someday soon come, Lord Jesus, come, we will all be together again in your glorious, wonderful presence when you live and dwell among us. In Jesus' name we pray always and forever. Amen and amen. Praise God. Numbers chapter 3 verse 1. These also were the generations of Aaron and Moses. Now recap, Aaron is the older brother of Moses by three years. In the day that the Lord spoke to Moses at Mount Sinai. So these are the names of the sons of Aaron, Nadab the firstborn, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. Now two of sons Two of Aaron's sons didn't make it into this point, and that's what we're going to talk about for this first part of this Bible study. Spiritual fathers and earthly fathers. Moses becomes the spiritual father to Aaron's sons, and Aaron becomes the earthly father to Moses' sons. Why does this switch happen? God doesn't want any of his children while here on earth to be neglected or abandoned, correct? But for those who are neglected or abandoned, even sometimes through service of our Father, let's be honest, um, God himself will come become our spiritual Father. And that's what he is speaking through in these this uh, biblical teaching right here. So let me read this again. And these were the generations of Aaron and Moses in the day that the Lord spoke with Moses in Mount Sinai, in the midst of the mountain. So these are the names of the sons of Aaron, Nahab, Nadab, Abihu, Elisar, and Ithmar. These, these are the names of the sons of Aaron, the anointed priests, the Kohanams, the Aaronites, whom Moses did consecrate to minister in the priest in the priest's office so this was after the huge ceremony and then they had the whole um 
in the book of Leviticus, they had the whole ceremony and then Aaron did the uh, priestly blessing. This is when the Kohanams were established. So we have two sets of priests in the tabernacle. The ones who actually do the service in the sense of the biblical feasts, the offerings, the atonements, everything like that. The ones who actually perform the service, which are the Kohanims or the Kohanim Grandar, which is the high priest of the tabernacle, the Kohanim Grandar. The, the ones who help assist the Kohanim Grandar, the grand, um, the priest of the high priest of the tabernacle, are the Kohanims, plural. But the ones who assist the Kohanims are the Levites, God's warrior priests. Amen. So there are three sets of priests working in the tabernacle. Now, I know churches have taught this differently. They just lump them all together and say Levites. But this is important because we need to keep this in the back of our beautiful godly minds for when we study about our Jesus, okay? Our Jesus is two tribes in one, right? Woman and man, Joseph and Mary, Father in heaven, so two, two tribes in one on earth. So he came from the tribe of Judah and the tribe of Levi, yes, but specifically, from the Kohanims, the Arianites, meaning the priests of the tabernacle. And that's what we have to remember. So when others try to discount that, that Jesus won't be ruling and there won't be a government under our Christ and etc., I'm sorry, that's, that's not biblically sound. Jesus is the only one who is qualified to be high priest and king all others before him um were only qualified to be one or the other jesus is the only one who's qualified to be everything because he is everything from the very beginning amen in jesus name nothing exists without him <laughs> i love our jesus all right so let's continue reading so they're consecrated to minister in the priest's office this is what their whole consecration their holiness and separation and uh basically life's mission was to be from the moment they were consecrated whom moses by the order and authority and power of god and his beautiful holy spirit consecrated this Arianites, these kohanams to minister in the priest's office that would be their job their whole life. And Nadab and Abihu died before the Lord by the Lord's order, um, by great fire, right? Going in their nostrils, excuse me, and into their lungs and essentially burning them up from the inside with the all-consuming fire. Praise God. When they offered strange fire because they were drunk and went into the tabernacle and offered strange fire unto our father, which was not authorized before the Lord in the wilderness of Mount Sinai and had no children. So now Aaron is left with two children and only two branches from his tree of grandchildren when he should have had four branches if two of his sons 
wouldn't have willfully and intentionally disobeyed God's order. Amen. But Isalar and Ithmar served in ye priest's office in the sight of Aaron, their father. So one thing that might help understand um, the priest's order here and what is being said here spiritually and why there is such a strictness for lack of better word of the priest's office besides the fact that it is a serious business um if others would want to read where is it i have a book and it's from the dead sea scrolls and it's called the community scroll thank you father the community scroll uh which was published i believe in the late 70s um, if you go and read the community scroll, it states specifically what is the rank structure of the Kohanims. And I just started reading it, so I can't speak too intelligently on it. But it's a book that our Father in Heaven led me to buy four or five years ago. And now's the time when he told me to start reading it. And I can see the rank structure of the priests through it. And it specifically says... Um, the years and qualifications that the Kohanims had to pass or justify in the testing periods in order to even become to co the Kohanim Grandar, which would be the high priest of the tabernacle. It is a lengthy and steady process, which I absolutely love because it is completely contradictory to what we see here on earth where someone not to say it's not possible that you know you get baptized one day and the next day you're baptized with the holy spirit and the next day you're out there and you're just hot for jesus just turning multiple souls to christ i'm not saying that's not possible but by reading the community scroll of the dead sea scrolls and i do have the link in here for, if anyone is wondering that we'll review later it shows how god he accepts us into his family the moment we repent and take Jesus as our Lord and Savior. But then he specifically says in there why there is a testing and trial period. Because are these roots going to grow deep or are you going to wither away and run off as soon as there's a bit of resistance? It's absolutely beautiful. But um, I could talk about it for a while. But let's continue reading. I love, love, love reading about God. All right. I find myself asking two questions here. So my first question was, what does God say his high, high priest should look like? And two, was the Levites in a way a holy sacrifice for the atonement of the nation of Israel until our beautiful, wonderful Yeshua would be able to come for the first time, right? Because we know he's going to come again. And there is a prerequisite for kind of a, what the Kohanims, the priests of the tabernacle, had to look like. They had to be unblemished lambs themselves. So yes, they are in a way an atonement, which we will read later, for the nation of Israel. 
because of their blasphemy that they did during the whole golden calf scenario. Ooh, we're going to get deep into that one. But let's start with the prerequisite of the looks by going into definitions. So to understand these questions, we need to look at definitions. And in order to look at definitions, we got sources. You got sources. I got sources. We love sources and facts. So what I have on the screen is a screenshot of the actual new com compact Bible dictionary that I have. Um, the link is on the description box, right? Not the description box, the um, blog post on our minds.com uh, social media page right here on the screen for those who would like to maybe purchase one or you want the free version electronically. There you go. And then I also do have the American Heritage Dictionary for others who would like to see um, the meanings behind these. So we are going to look at the definition of priests and priesthood and why this is important. The New Testament word for priesthood is related to the word meaning holy and indicates one who is consecrated to and engaged in holy matters. The Hebrew word for priest is of uncertain origin, but seems originally to have meant seer. Now, in the word of God, there are seers, there are prophets, there are healers, there are priests, there are musicians. Every, every, every single job that serviced the tabernacle and celebrated God's word uh, during the daily offerings and, and then the biblical feasts and then the jubilees and then the sabbatical years and so on. Every, every job was considered holy work in a ministry unto God. That's why children of God, don't let anyone ever tell you your ministry isn't holy and blessed by God. It doesn't matter if you're a mechanic, that might be your ministry where God has called you to work so you could bless others and bring others, hallelujah, to Christ through your work. It doesn't matter if you're a nurse, if you're a doctor. God, the word of God says everything we do, do it unto God, amen. And God will then bless our hands and just us being there, we will be a blessing to others and lead souls to Christ. Hallelujah. So please, children, don't ever, children of God, don't ever let anyone say your work, doesn't matter what it is, isn't valuable to God. Because I guarantee you, if it leads souls to Christ, God is with you and God is blessing you in Jesus' name. But this meant seer, meaning um, that you see the word of God being spoken out. For example, God said, let there be light, right? And then he looked and he said it was good. God is the first seer in Jesus' name. Seers see the rhema or prophetic word that God speaks out. Prophets hear the prophetic word, the rhema, which God speaks into their spirit or their ear in Jesus' name. Now, is one more elevated to the other than the other? You can ask God about that. Like I said, every ministry is a ministry unto God. So I'm not one of those who um, keep score or anything like that. That's not what I like to do. And I don't encourage others to do that because 
In my opinion, based off the word of God, we are all part of the body of Christ. What matters is getting more souls to Christ. But let's continue reading. Originally, um, priesthood meant seer as well as one who, who has to do with the divine things. A priest is a minister of any religion, whether heathen, like Baal, right? Baal had priests, Baal had prophets. Even the heathens and satanic worshipers, which we rebuking Yeshua's great name, have priests and prophets of Baal. That's why we need to have ears to hear and eyes to see. <laughs> so we can know when someone is speaking, they are speaking of our Father or they are not. Amen. <laughs> and amen. You have to laugh to keep from crying sometimes. It's very sad. But let's keep it moving. Any religion or biblical um, can have, or biblical origin can have priests. Originally, individuals were priests. Later, their fathers of their families were the priests, or the head of households were the priests for the nation of Israel or in the Hebraic times. At Sinai, God through Moses designated Aaron his, and his sons and their descendants as priests. So through Aaron, because Aaron is already a Levite, and so is Moses, and so is their sister Miriam. They're already Levites, and they are all... No, no, no. Aaron isn't a prophet until God says, All right, Moses, you don't want to speak. I'll give you a helper. So... Aaron becomes a prophet by proxy because he's helping Moses out. The only two that are designated prophets from the very beginning at this time is Miriam because she prophesies Moses coming. Moses because God anoints him and appoints him as a prophet. And Aaron by proxy because Moses needed some help and God will send us a helper. Amen. So these three are all prophets. Now they are all Levites as well. But then God extra, for lack of a better word, anoints the descendants of Aaron through his steadfast and dedicated devotion and dedication and servicing his younger brother. Hallelujah, for it is biblical, right? Aaron, this is so wonderful. Aaron, because he did such a great job in servicing his younger brother Moses because of his good works his later generations are blessed and blessed and blessed to this very day and then of course we know about our beautiful Jesus right who comes from that line so wonderful and glorious this tells us that we when we get right with God and we prove our servitude to our father and maybe we we work for one of his prophets or work for one of his priests or we work for one of his ministers whatever the case may be we are canceling ancestral curses and we are ensuring that blessings will come into our new family line the new wine skin hallelujah we can all do this it does not matter our background because god will bless the generation that loves him amen Moses designated Aaron and his sons and his descendants after him as priests. The Aaron, the Aaronotic, excuse me, priests had to meet very rigid standards, which we read about in Leviticus chapter 21, verses 16 through 24, and we are going to go through those verses next. 
In the sanctuary, they ministers, ministered in special garments, meaning the priestly garments. And each ceremony, we went over this. You can check it out on um, on that Bible study in our playlist under uh, season two, uh, season three, excuse me, of Marie Speaks God's Grace. You can go to our YouTube or Rumble station and watch it there. The priestly garments, each ceremony had different um, garments. If they were working in the field, they had field garments. If they were cleaning, they had cleaning garments. If they were doing the ceremony of atonement, they had ceremony of atonement garments. Beautiful white, all white with gold, gold um, thread. Could you imagine how glorious they looked? Oh, hallelujah. They were all quality handmade items because there was no mass cheap uh, production and items back then absolutely 100% not because we don't serve a cheap uh, mass production <laughs> you know lesser than anything uh, slave labor kind of God we serve a glorious father amen so the the special garments or priestly garments and adhere to a definite ritual or ceremony that only God prescribed exactly what to do and that's straight out of the book of Leviticus which is also can be coupled excuse me with the community scroll if anyone would love to go read the Dead Sea Scrolls I'm halfway through it I absolutely love it they were divided into 24 courses each serving a week at a time meaning each Levite and then the Kohanams were on duty, so to speak, or they were on a rotations of 24 courses. They represented the people before God, offering sacrifices and praying in their, on their behalf. The chief or high priest, the Kohanam, um, supervised the priests. Now these would be the Kohan, the Kohanim Grandar was the high priest of the tabernacle. The priests who assist the Kohanim Grandar are the Kohanims. Amen. Plural. Offering the sin offering and sacrifice of the day in the day of atonement and asserted the will of God by the Unum Tandrum. Now the Unum Tandrum, remember, it was the breastplate that uh, that the high priest wore the breastplate, some say the breastplate of righteousness that had all the remembrance stone of it for the 12 tribes of Israel. And the Unum Tandrum, anytime the Kohanim Grandar had a question or one of the prophets like Moses had a question, well, God, which tribe are we going to send into battle first? Moses would go into the secret place of the tent of meetings and talk to God and say, God, which tribe do we send first? You know, show me your glory. And then whichever uh, stone of the tribe would show up, that's how Moses would know what, what tribe to send into battle first. Or if they had a question, is this person guilty or not guilty? God, you know the truth, which we're talking going to talk about later when the first person breaks the day of the Sabbath and the, the first, uh, <laughs> you know, the first justice and judgment starts happening up in the camp. But that's what the Unum Tantrum is. It's a very beautiful, supernatural um, experience. And for those who would like to read about that further, you can read about it in Numbers 
chapter 27, verse 21, and Nehemiah in chapter 7, verse 65. The Levites served as assistants to the Aaronic priests, or the Kohanams. In the New Testament, Jesus is described as the high priest, the Kohanim Grandar, amen, after the order of Melchizedek. The Aaronic priesthood is, is abolished in him, meaning because at first, because of the transgression of the nation of Israel with the whole golden calf scenario, God says, you're not going to be my firstborn anymore. You're still my chosen people, nation of Israel, but you're no longer my firstborn. Now I'm going to have the Levites and specifically the Kohanim Grandar as a uh, Kohanims, excuse me, as my firstborn. Well, then Jesus comes and he is the only begotten son of God. God has many sons. God has many daughters. But there is only one begotten son of God. And that is our Yeshua HaMashiach, Christ our Lord and Savior. Amen. So once Jesus comes and he, and the whole word is fulfilled in him, and then he is a sacrifice on the cross, just like the Levites are the sacrifice in the wilderness for that whole nation turning against God, right? None of those that those generation makes it in from 20 and above, but the 20, the 19 and below, they make it in. That whole nation, uh, generation, excuse me, of 20 and above for the for the Levites and the Kohanim's grandars, they are an atonement sacrifice. For the transgression of the mumbling and grumbling in the desert, of turning away from God, of the whole golden calf scenario. I bet yeah, I didn't realize that either until God showed me. I was like, Lord, 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 I, how did I not see this before? But that's why just because we read through the Bible five, six, eight hundred times, read through it eight hundred more times. <laughs> Because God will reveal something new to us each and every time in Jesus' name. Amen? So let me read that one more time because that is a very important part. The sacrifice was abolished because of our Jesus for um, the Aaronitic, the Kohanams. The sacrifice he offered was himself, meaning our Jesus. And it never needed to be repeated by his death. He made atonement for the sins of men once and for all. Hallelujah. Praise our Jesus. Praise our Yeshua. The New Testament teaches that the priesthood of all believers, they share in Christ's priestly activities, bringing the word of men and bringing men to Christ. Now, I want to read that one more time for the people in the back. The New Testament meaning the new covenant in our Jesus Christ of Nazareth, teaches the priesthood is of all believers. They share in Christ's priestly activity, bringing the word of men, meaning humans, and bringing men, meaning bringing other humans, to Christ. Children of God, don't let anyone tell you because of your background, I feel this so strongly. Thank you, Father. Because of your heritage, because of your culture, because you walk with a limp, because you're missing a finger, it does not matter if you are 
imperfect, so to speak, for lack of better words, on the outside, because God is looking at your heart. Have you chosen him as your God? Have you chosen Jesus as your savior? Then you are in the holy priesthood. Go and bring more souls to Christ. Amen. I see this happen so much with uh, new Christians and it just who me no like of that <laughs> because when we when we when we push I'm sorry to say it when we push the baby Christians away and we say well what do you know you're you're only new or whatever the case is or when we push the older Christians out and say well you're um I don't know you're you're too old to understand I don't know what someone could say I don't talk like that so I don't know but I've seen it happen and and I don't like it and those are some things that I always do my best to speak against because God said in the end of days there is something for everybody his old men will see vision and dream dreams the young men will prophesy the daughters it says everybody amen everybody is included in that so don't let anyone ever tell you that you can't be of service to God God loves all of us we can all do something to bring souls to Christ. Amen? Amen. Alright, um, so the next thing we wanted to look at was, well, we know that there was a qualification, we have the definition of a priesthood, but now we need to understand, well, the priesthood, they are a sacrifice for the nation of Israel, just like our Jesus is and was the sacrifice for us, correct? So we're going to look at the a biblical definition and let me put it on the screen right here uh, the Bible definition of sacrifice a religious act belonging to worship in which offering is made to God of some material object belonging to the offerer so for example let's say I'm a baby Christian and I'm just getting right with God and God says Marie I want you, and this is something God has been working on me with, so I don't mind sharing it. I want you to stop dressing a certain way because that does not represent my kingdom correctly. And I say, you are absolutely right, Father. I am your loving, obedient servant. <laughs> I am not stiff-necked or hard-headed at all, right? That's what we should say. Uh, your will will be done in Jesus' name. So I go to my closet and I throw everything out that at that time for where I'm at in my relationship with God, I happen to notice does not represent his kingdom, correct? Well, then it might be months later and God might tell me again, which I promise you this did happen to me. God told me again, Marie, I want you to go in your closets and get everything out that doesn't represent me because you are my child and you will dress and look like someone who's representing the kingdom of God. So I, I promise you I didn't say again I got rid of everything the first time. I said absolutely father I will do this because just like we read um, and the community scroll and just like we see through the bible as we gain in our relationship with god we are going to see things a whole different way what might have seen okay or right with god five years ago shouldn't be okay with us now there should always be some progression amen not digression progression in our relationship with our father in heaven 
And as we progress and reach a new elevation of spirituality and understanding and wisdom and increase prayer time with our Father, there is going to be some sacrifices and atonements, oh yes, atonements, that need to be made. And we see that that happened with the nation of Israel, right? And we talked about that while we were doing the study in the book of Leviticus. As they gained in their walk with Jesus, um, God, amen, is Jesus, hallelujah, um, each time they progressed in their relationship with him, a little bit more was required, and rightly so. And they got to the point where they were so highly elevated, they were in the same level as angels. They were that spiritually anointed. And then, unfortunately, they decided to fall all the way back and give into idolatry. It's very, very sad when you think about it let that not be us children of god my point is we are all going through stages we are all gaining in our relationship with god don't be too easy on yourself this is just my advice but don't be too hard on yourself either we are to be righteous and holy but i guarantee you there's only one who is perfect and that is our jesus so Try, try again in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. All right, let me continue reading. Uh, this offering being a sacrifice, being consumed in ceremony, in the order to obtain, restore, maintain, or celebrate friendly relations with the deity, which is our God, and only our God. Amen? Expresses faith, repentance, and adoration. The main purpose of the sacrifice is to please our God and secure his favor. For example, you get a new job. What do you say? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You meet the love of your life. Praise you, Yahweh, now and forever. You get that new house. Dedicate the land to God. Go out there like they did in biblical times and anoint your grounds with olive oil and give that land to God. You get a garden, give your first fruits and your first flowers and your first vegetables to God. You have puppies, dedicate, your your animal has puppies, or you have uh, calves and all that stuff and dedicate it onto God. There is no doubt in my mind the reason a lot of these troubles are happening in lands and, and to animals and individuals is because when we take something and give it to our possession that's gonna wither away <laughs> that is not gonna last long it will go and it doesn't leave it under the hedge of protection of our father but it is biblically written and it is written in the book of leviticus what we are called to do and i know some people are going to be like marie that's the old testament jesus said it himself Blessed are you, speaking to the Pharisees, that you know the old because you can bring it into the new, meaning combine them together. Melchizedek is referenced in the Old Testament, correct? But he's also referenced in the New Testament. He is the completion in Christ, amen, and the holy priesthood when our Jesus Christ of Nazareth returns for the second time. Children of God, children of God, children of God. There's a reason why God wants us to remember the old ways. So we don't give in to these new ways. 
And if no one wants to buy it on that, confirm with God, is not everything better in the hands of our Father anyway? So why not dedicate everything onto our Father and do the good works for our Father in service to Him always and forever? In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Just, just my little friendly advice based off the Word of God, but always confirm with our Father. Practice from ancient times, meaning sacrifices, for building in the temple in Jerusalem. Sacrifices were offered by the heads of the families first, like we spoke about earlier. The sacrifices had not been have not been offered by Jews since the destruction of the temple by the Romans in 70 AD. In Masonic sacrifices only certain kinds of animals and fowls could be offered. Sacrifices of two kinds, animals and vegetable, animal sacrifices, there were sin offerings, there were guilt offerings, there were burnt offerings, there were also peace offerings and vegetable sacrifices, meat sacrifices, drink offerings, a whole lot of offerings. Point is, offered all on to Yes, you guessed it, God. And that is all in the book of Leviticus and the book of Numbers as well. Drink offerings. You know, um, we kind of do this already, but we don't do it correctly. When we go to a dinner, do we not cheers? And when you say cheers, it's considered proper etiquette to state what you are cheersing for, right? Like cheers, you got a new job. Cheers, here's a cigar, you just had a baby. See, the world has perverted in us celebrating ourselves as if we did it by our own hand. Ooh, you see what happened right there? But what we are supposed to do biblically is cheers to God. We have a new baby. We dedicate our baby to the service of our father. We, we get engaged or we want to get engaged. We dedicate our marriage to our father. We get a home dedicated to God. Get land dedicated to God. Get a car dedicated to God. Does that make sense? See, if the world tells us what to do, we should always go to, to God and find out what we're actually supposed to do in Jesus' name. Amen? And someone might be like, Marie, do you do this? 100%, 100%, 100%. Once I read about it and I knew that's what I was supposed to do, yes, sir and ma'am, Marie does do this in Jesus' name. All Old Testament sacrifices point forward, point forward and to, excuse me, all Old Testament sacrifices forward to and are a type of sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. So we went over what a priesthood is, right? And what a sacrifice is. So now that we have a very clear and heavy definition of that, because we like to be thorough, let's continue reading and we can see why it was so very important and how the priests of the tabernacle and their duties and the qualifications were okay so why is this important marie you just said anyone could serve god we're led by his spirit if god says serve him hallelujah we're gonna serve him 
absolutely 100%, but there are still qualifications. For example, and I'm gonna use an extreme measure here for the point of shock and awe and to put it to rest. There's no way it would be okay for me, I'm gonna talk about me, to come on here and study and share the word of God if right after this, I said, I'm out, I'm going to the club and I'm gonna go drop it like it's hot. I'm gonna go, oh, Father, I don't even wanna say these examples. <laughs> oh, it sounds so terrible. But you know, if I went to the club after this or went to drink excessively or went to engage in something that was completely against God, went to be promiscuous or whatever it is, you see how terrible that is? But it is, there are qualifications to be God's priests. There are qualifications to serve God. So just because we start at a certain level doesn't mean we can't and shouldn't progress. And the Word of God says He doesn't want us to be lukewarm or cold. He will spit us out. We are supposed to be hot for Jesus. Marie, does that mean we are supposed to judge or aka make a discernment call and what is correct or not correct in serving and leaning towards god absolutely 100 percent, as long as it's based off the word of god amen i think we can all reasonably discern and judge correctly that if i were to after this bible study go and use those examples go to the club drop it like it's hot be promiscuous drink excessively that I would be showing I was a hypocrite. I was a wolf in sheep's clothing. I was beyond lukewarm. I was cold for Jesus. And I would have no earthly, spiritually, or right to come on here and say, I am a child of God. No, I would be serving, you know, Lucifer, Satan, the devil, LSD, which we rebuking Yeshua's great name. Amen. Now that is an extreme example, but we can put it to lesser examples too. Should we be gossiping? Should we be double-minded? Should we be self-righteous? Should we be hypocrites? Absolutely not. But Marie, we're not called to be perfect, but we're called to try. So let's do this in Jesus' name. Try, try, try again. (laughs) All right. How are priests of the tabernacle and other duties qualified by God and reviewed? Well, I'm glad you asked. Then the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, bring the tribe of Israel, bring the tribe of, excuse me, Levi, and set them before Aaron, the priest, and they may serve him. So right here, God is showing um, a couple of rank structures and delegations of authority. God Almighty, hallelujah, his prophets, Moses, and his Kohanim, the priest of the tabernacle, Aaron and his sons, and then the priests of the tabernacle, which are the Levites, and they serve the Kohanim. So top to bottom, God, Moses, the Kohanim, the priests of the tabernacle, and then the Levites. There is an order structure we need to run our own race and not be dipping in to someone else's anointing or position in the body of Christ. It is out of order and we serve a God that is of order in Jesus' name. And take the charge 
with him, even the charge of the whole congregation before the tabernacle of congregation and do the service of the tabernacle. Now this was the whole offering, the whole washing, the whole before you can even do anything, you need to make sure you um, sanctify yourself and remain from having relations with your spouse. This is the whole preparation service in that one verse, um, chapter three, verse seven. Do the preparation to even get here, you need to prepare yourself. Amen. Verse 8. They shall also keep all the instruments of the tabernacle of the congregation and have the charge of the children of Israel to do the service of the tabernacle. So God is giving uh, Moses what instruction to tell Aaron, the Kohanim Grandar, the high priest of the tabernacle, and he's going to give this instruction to the other priests, the Levites, what is going to be their specific charge? Because in chapter two, we heard the charge of the the tribes and where they were gonna sit and what they, excuse me, where they were gonna put their tents, how they were gonna put their tents and what was gonna be the order in them breaking down the tabernacle and building it back up. Now God is saying, okay, now that we've dealt with the nation of Israel, I'm going to deal specifically with those who are in charge of servicing me in my holy army in Jesus' name. Verse 9, And thou shalt give the Levites unto Aaron and to his sons, for they are giving, given him freely from among the children of Israel. They shall appoint Aaron and his sons to execute their priest's office. This is the, um, the seal of the establishment of the Kohanim Grandar, even though they had already had their consecration ceremony. God, when God repeats something, it's very important because he is reiterating it for purpose. And this is where God says, do not go against my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Why? Because God has his anointments and his word on them. That's why. That's why. Let me give you all a little secret. Right there. That Bible verse right there. Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm, which we're going to go over later. Is why once someone tells me that I'm already trying to be nice and polite to people period, because you never know when you're talking to an angel undercover, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but as soon as I know, I just assume everyone's a child of God. I just do. Because that way, if I accidentally offend someone, which you know I never try to do, but let's say someone's like, oh my goodness, Maria, I can't believe you said that. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, 100%. I'm trying to stay right with God, y'all. 100%. It's the end of times. <laughs> Jesus is going to come like a thief in the night soon. You never know if you, you're in the company entertaining angels. <sighs> stay right with God. Just stay right with God. Amen. You could be talking to someone from the priesthood and you don't even know it. <laughs> Just stay right with God. All right. Praise Yahweh now and forever. So now we're going to review the Bible verses um, from the book of Leviticus where God spoke directly to Moses and said, These are the outward showings of how um, you will judge 
who will be the priesthood. It wasn't enough that they were born a Levite. They had to meet uh, external review of qualification or inspection, so to speak. That's what this is. So I don't want others to think right now like, but Marie, I walk with a limp or I got a hunchback or whatever it is. This does not apply um, this outward judging in that kind of deformity way does not apply now in that respect. But an outward showing of our fruits and our actions, that 100% does apply because it is our conduct and our character, our fruits, which show if the Holy Ghost, God's Holy Beautiful Spirit, has been uh, awakened inside of us. Amen? So please don't get this part confused, but we have to review it because it's part of the Bible study. All right. Leviticus chapter 21, verses 16 through 24. We read what God told Moses regarding the outward review of God's priests. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron, and say, Whoever of thy seed, meaning the sons of Aaron, in your generations thou hast any blemishes, shall not praise to offer the bread of God. Meaning they could not do any of the services in the tabernacle because um, the offerings, the atonement, the, the offerings, atonement, and the biblical feast all begin and end with the bread of God, the halah. Amen. For whoever so has any blemishes shall not come near, meaning near God's presence and near the tabernacle. So no one who had a leprosy, that's a huge one, right? They couldn't have been a priest of God. Why? Because in order to even contract it or be carrying leprosy, one would have had to have the sin of blasphemy on them or or slander or gossip. It's as true now as it was in biblical times. An active sinful life is the reason for disease, sickness, illness, and disease. But Marie, you're not a doctor. 100% I am not. But I read and study the Word of God. The reason for sickness, illness, and disease is by not living a godly life. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's probably going to offend someone, and I don't mean to offend someone in the sense of hurting someone's feelings. But there is a reason why even Jesus Christ of Nazareth, our wonderful Savior, when he went to heal many individuals in the New Testament, what did he say? Rise up. Your sins are forgiven. Did he not? Especially in the case of a leprosy? Yes. 100%. So the closer we get right with God, and the, remove the sins from us. It's not enough to say, oh, I'm washed in the blood of Jesus, but I'm going to sin every other day. No, we need to make atonement to God and say, God, I'm sorry that I was doing all these things. Forgive me. And then we turn away from that sin and turn towards reading God's word and studying God's word and turn towards um, being true followers of Christ, meaning living, speaking, and doing as Christ did, that's when all those sins are removed from us and we become healed. It may take five seconds. It may take five years, but it's all about our progression in the elevation of our spiritual relationship 
with our Father. And no, I'm not talking New Age. I'm talking Jesus. Amen and amen. All right. For whoever has any blemish shall not come near as a man that is blind, lame, or has a flat nose. This was like, um, we talked about this. They didn't have a bridge to their nose. They had like an indent nose. That's what we went over in that part of the book of Leviticus. Or has a misshapen member, meaning they were born with a only a partial arm or partial leg or an excused back or something like that. And Father God, shield and cover us in the loving, saving blood of our Yeshua HaMashiach. I am not speaking any curses over any myself or any of your children or anyone within the sound of our voice. I'm merely providing examples for um, a clear biblical teaching. Thank you, Father God. Praise Yahweh now and forever in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Verse 19, or a man that has a broken foot or a broken hand. Why? Because bitterness rots the bones. You can't be bitter, bitter, bitter soul and be serving um, our Yahweh in heaven and speaking over everyone. Priests speak over everyone. Oh, no, 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 no. That's why the priesthood has to be right with God. Oh, yes. Or a crooked back, a scoliosis, a hunchback, humpback. Um, a bird eye, blurred eye was like, uh, you know, the gray over the eye, or maybe they have really Im severe impaired vision. No, if you needed glasses in biblical times, no, 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 you couldn't be a priest. No, any blemish in his eye. Um, like some people I've seen, I've seen this only twice. I know there's others out there, other diseases of the eye out there, but like, the best way I can describe it, the one that I saw, it, it looks like a wart on their eyeball. I know it sounds odd, but I have seen it. Can't, couldn't be a priest because you're supposed to be a seer if you're a priest, but you're supposed to see the visions that God speak to you. Amen. We just went over that. So if you, if you, if you have any deformities, uh, outwardly, it's because there's a deformity spiritually and in order to have the the spiritual realm of us our part our person cleared that has to be cleared in order for the physical part of our existence to be clear does that make sense amen all right um or a scurry or a scammed that's like the leprosy scars they bleed easily um they bruise easily uh, they have a huge, uh, what is that father? Thank you, God. Birth, birthmarks, like birthmarks. No, no, no. They couldn't have been in the priesthood with that or stones for, or, or has stones broken. Meaning, um, if you have had like literally they're sorry, not to be vulgar, but let's say a testicle never uh, descended they couldn't be uh, a levitical priest or a priest of the tabernacle they could be in the tribe of levites they just could never work in um, the tabernacle same thing with um because there were women who who were from aaron's bloodline and they did work in the tabernacle i'm not saying that they did the whole festivals and offerings i'm not saying that and i have not read that just so we're clear but 
Um, who was one? Deborah. No, was it Deborah or, or Anna? I believe it's Anna. Don't quote me on that, but I believe it's Anna. Um, yeah, she she would uh she would do the oil for the menorah. Okay, she was of the Levite tribe. That's what she did. There were um, several Levites who happened to be women, women, and they would make the bread or they would make the priestly garments. They they raised the silk, and we read about that in the book of Leviticus. But just to be clear. I have never read about the women doing the offerings. Not to say they couldn't or anything like that. I'm just said I haven't read it. Amen. So when I say this next part, this is why. So let's say if one of the women who were from the uh, Levites and they had like a deformity of the breasts, just like if a stone didn't drop, you know, but they had like one oversized breasts and one not correct sized breasts they couldn't be a levitical priest okay so <laughs> i just want to make sure we cover everything all right moving on <laughs> awkward <laughs> all right moving on none of the seed of aaron and the priests that has a blemish shall come near to offer the sacrifices of the lord made by fire hallelujah having a blemish he shall not um pierce purse to offer the bread of his god meaning the halal bread or uh the communion bread the mana they, he could not do this the bread of his god even the most holy of the holy shall he eat but he shall not go into the veil nor come near the altar because he has a blemish lest he pollute my sanctuaries for i am the lord that sanctified them so could they be in the levite tribe and still eat the bread absolutely could they still eat um the meat and everything of the offerings and be provided for and be in the levitical tribe 100 percent but they could not do service at the tabernacle no 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 that could not happen so just so we're clear thus spoke moses unto aaron and his sons and to all the children of israel so the whole tribe of israel knew this it was not an equal opportunity employment situation could you imagine that happening in today's times how many people would be like i'm offended we're gonna sue no there are qualifications in serving God and being his priest. Now, I'm not going to say it's just outward stuff now. I'm not going to go that far because I don't believe that's completely biblical. But I will say this. You cannot be living incorrectly and rightly be God's priest. You could be Bell's priest, <laughs> but you can't be living incorrectly and be God's priest. As long as you're working towards Jesus, because we're all at different levels, from what I believe and read, that's what matters. Amen? We're not all perfect, but we can try, try, try again. Amen. All right. The schedule of the priest was a daily schedule given, a daily sacrifice given only by the direction of Almighty God. There was to be a daily assignment of duties, but also weekly, quarterly 
seasonally, annually, sabbatical years, and jubilee years. Later in 1 Chronicles chapter 24, verses 1 through 19, King David gave assignments to the Levites descended from the sons of Aaron, the Kohanims, and the Kohanim Grandars, or the Aaronotic priests. Through Jesus Christ, our wonderful Lord and Savior, hallelujah, praise God for our Savior. May he reign and he does always and forever. Amen. The Aaronic priesthood sacrifice requirements were abolished. Jesus is the last blood sacrifice requirements for our sin atonement. That is why all must believe in Jesus as as that's why all must believe in Jesus and his sacrifice in order to be saved from having the wrath of God upon them for their sins. None who doubt will have eternal life, life everlasting, or be washed clean, be made white as snow for their sins. If they refuse Jesus, their sin is upon them but if they accept Jesus, their sin is upon the Lamb. Amen? Revelations chapter 20 verse 14 says it clearly. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death in the lake of fire. Revelations 20 verse 10 and the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and the brimstone where the beast and the false prophets were also. Now there are many false prophets. This is talking about the specific false prophets and the be false prophet and the beast at the end of times. We know this, but they're all going in the torment of the lake and fire. I put a bunch of uh, Bible verses up here because I wanted others to read them and understand. I'm sure there are other Bible verses out there, but there is a trend right now going on in the body of Christ where everybody, or not everybody, I'm not gonna put it like that, where a lot of select individuals feel that it is okay to be double-minded. God does not change, amen? God is forever. God is not going to say it is okay to have sin around him. He didn't say it in, in biblical times, and he's not saying it now. Um, we need to make some difficult choices. And what I... I say that loosely because once we start loving Jesus so much, we can't bear to be without him ever again. Those choices actually become so much easier, at least in my experience. I would never want to go back to my, my former life or former ways being without Jesus. Oh, no, 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 no. I can't. No, no, absolutely not. I know my life with Jesus and I know my life without Jesus. I want my life with Jesus. And <clears throat> the oddest thing I heard from someone, and this was months ago, um, they said, doesn't your life feel so restrictive? And instantly, I'm saying instantly, I replied, I'm free. 
what are you talking about? I'm free in Jesus. Life is restricted. And they were talking about because they were mentioning what they watch or what they listen to and and what they what in what in their opinion feels is a good time. And I was just listening to the conversation, right? And and listening to them tell me um, basically their story. And they were like would you like to come sometime? And I was like, no, no, I'm good. And after a while, they they seemed to become irritated with me. Like, I'm invited you to come and watch this movie with me. And it's not a man, okay, for those that are thinking, well, he was asking you out. It wasn't a man. It was another woman. And no, she wasn't like that. <laughs> Just so we're clear. Um, it was like, it was a friend. And she was like, will you watch this movie with me? And I was like, oh, no, no. I'm more into documentaries. I was trying to be really nice about it, you know, really um, saying no, but making it. And then it, once I saw that she was getting frustrated, I was like, I just don't watch that stuff or do that stuff because I don't feel it's right with God for me to do that stuff. And she said, don't you feel really restricted? To which I replied, absolutely not. I'm free in Christ. I love my Jesus that I would never want to break his heart by going go, by going against his word. And, um, and it's so much easier now, in my opinion, to say no to a lot of things because I know how much my God loves us. You know what I mean? I don't know. When I was first coming to Jesus, it did seem a little difficult to say no to things because I was more concerned about hurting someone's feelings than hurting God. But now I'm more concerned about hurting God than hurting someone's feelings. So, whoopsie. <laughs> Anyhow, just some confidence for someone. I don't know why I just digress. Maybe someone needed to hear that. Maybe I'm just rambling. Who knows? But let's keep it moving in Jesus' name. So, what God spoke to me regarding his priestly army was this and I love this so regarding the courts of heavens you would have to go and watch this video the courts of heavens to understand and the classrooms of in heaven to understand yes there is a court of heavens and there's a classroom of heavens it is biblical in Jesus name so what God showed me was why do many of us believe we have seen each other before or when we meet someone it is kind of like i feel like i know you but i know i've never met you before experience and this is what god showed me and i loved it it's because many of us have met each other before in the classroom of heaven or in the courts of heaven right if you go back and you watch this video specifically the courts of heaven I say in this video how, uh, sorry, I'm not trying to make anyone dizzy. I say in this video in the courts of heaven that after um, I was judged regarding the Bible study and service to God, how I was taken into a waiting room and that there were a bunch of other priests in there with me and we're all in our white robes and we're all in line waiting to get in line into our vehicles and such and, and we're going um, to the beautiful bright light which i know now is god you know as you gain in wisdom you gain in christ you know things now um anyhow the point is this 
I didn't realize how many people I saw in the course of heaven and in the waiting room I'm now meeting in person. Yes! Oh my goodness! So I went somewhere the other day and someone's like, literally like, I know you. And I was like, oh, you do? That's nice. <laughs> and um, they're like, what is your name? I know I know you from somewhere. Where could I have seen you before? And I know that I've never met this person before on earth um, because I just moved and it's a whole different crowd I'm with now, right? And God whispered something to me. You've seen them in the spiritual classrooms or you've seen them in the courts of heaven. But I didn't say it. I just felt it and God whispered it in me, right? So I let them go on and I was like, well, do you like reading maps? And they're like, oh my goodness. Yes, I love reading maps. And I was like, maybe I saw you in a map store or reading a book about maps. Maybe that's why I feel so familiar to you. And they looked at me, I'm not kidding, like, huh, maybe. In the, <laughs> this is so awesome. In the classroom of heaven, there was this huge table, and this has happened a couple of times, where me and other individuals, um, all God's priests, all God's prayer warriors, right? We were praying over certain continents. We were praying over certain places, and there was a huge map laid out on this huge, beautiful table. Well, it wasn't really a map. It was the world we were praying over, specific locations. And the reason why I look so familiar to this individual was because they were there at the prayer circle with us. And when I mean us, everyone's friends in there. There's no animosity. Everyone loves each other. There's no bitterness. It's all peace, joy, and love. There's bright, brilliant colors. It is an experience. Now, for those that are like Marie, I'm a brand new Christian. I've never heard this before. Oh, I'm so happy you came to the right class because now you have. Go confirm with God. Oh, please go confirm with God. I want you to have this experience. When you pray tonight, maybe even right now, ask God. God, I would love to go experience, witness, and remember the classroom in heaven. Amen. Remember, our Jesus is the high priest and he's the teacher. He is everything. If you ask him freely, he will give you this wisdom and this experience. In Jesus' name, I know. Amen. Because I've been there before. Amen. All right. So for those who don't get that, it's okay. Just let it marinate. Go, <laughs> go and pray with God and sooner or later you'll get it. Amen. It's there for everyone. All right. So we have met before, hallelujah. Welcome to the family and yay, so excited. All right, let's continue reading. <laughs> now that I'm probably with like a couple of people are like, what, Marie is on one today? She's She's been some strange fire. No, 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 <laughs> no strange fire here, okay? Excuse me, drinking some water, 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 water and coffee, okay? Water and coffee, all right. 
So after God instructs Moses on the priests and their attributes and, and their holiness and the outward exterior, exterior, their outward appearance that had to meet qualifications, and then how we known each other before, there was a family relationship, and then we know about our Jesus coming, right? All right, here we are. Hebrews chapter 7. For this Melchizedek was the first king of Salem, the priest of the Most High, who met Abraham. Y'all remember this, right? Yes! Remember, Melchizedek went and met Abraham, and Abraham made him this huge feast. Jesus, amen. And he returned from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave the tithe of all things, with the first is by interpretation the king of righteousness, Jesus. After that, he is also king of Salem, that is, king of peace, Jesus, yes. Without father, without mother, without kindred that has never begun beginning of his days neither end of life but is likened unto the son of god jesus and continued a priest forever yes one more time for the people in the back it's jesus old testament new testament it is jesus always and forever amen the beginning and the end he who is, has been, and is still to come. Amen. Now, consider how great this man was unto whom even the, ooh, y'all, <laughs> patriarch Abraham gave the tons of the spoils. For verily they which are the children of Levi, which receiveth the office of the priesthood, has a commandment to take. According to the law, Tithes of the people, that is, of their brethren, though they came out of ye the loins of Abraham. But he whose kindred is not converted among them received tithes of Abraham and blessed him that he had the promises. And without all contradiction, the least is blessed of the greater. Marie, that's a whole lot of words. What does that mean? Even if they are not the priests of the tabernacle, even if they are not performing the services, they are Levites, they are of the priesthood, me, you, them, us, through Melchizedek, who is Jesus from the beginning into the end until now, always and forever, in Jesus' name. We are still the descendants of Abraham, amen, and we are still part of the body of Christ. Now, we are still going to be blessed because of who our earthly forefather was. Amen. Absolutely. But that doesn't neglect us from the responsibility, thank you, Father, of serving God. Hallelujah. Some individuals believe simply because they know of Jesus that they will make it into heaven. No, 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 no. It does not say he who knows of Jesus will make it into heaven. No, you have to believe. You have to believe and accept Jesus as your savior. There are requirements, amen? But that being said, for those who do believe, 
those who have accepted Jesus as uh, their Lord and Savior, you're saved. And your very existence and presence helps lead souls to Christ. Because when you have accepted God and you accept Jesus and you accept His Holy Ghost, and it's all together, you are showing others by your conduct and your behavior and your thoughts and your words and your deeds and your actions, you are leading souls to Christ. Even if you don't have a mega church or an online church or whatever it is, you could be leading souls to Christ. Does that make sense? Amen. So don't discount yourself. Please, 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 in Jesus' name. Amen? Let's continue reading. I want to get to this Bible verse right here. But he whose kindred is not converted among them, meaning the wicked ones of the family. Sorry, some are not going to, not everyone makes it into heaven. That's just the way it is. Receive his tithes from Abraham and bless him who has the promises. Without all contradiction, the less is blessed from the greater. And here men that die receive the tithes. But there he receives them, in whom it is witness that he liveth. And to say as the thing is, Levi also which receiveth tithes, paid tithes to Abraham. For he was yet of the loins of his father Abraham, when Melchizedek met him. If therefore perfection had been by the priesthood of the Levites, for under it the law was established to the people what needed furthermore, that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek and not to be called after the order of Aaron. Amen. Now, why did Joseph, just a side note, why did Joseph have to return back? to pay the taxes and to be counted because he was of the house of Aaron. Yes, which means Judah, tribe of Judah, and then Aaron, the Kohanims, by God's holy presence and spirit being upon the womb of Mary, our Jesus came. Jesus, amen, is both king and high priest, the ruler of all. To be specific and get into semantics, because that's where I want to go with this, Jesus is of the tribe of Judah, and he is the Kohanim. He is the Kohanim Grandar, because he's a priest of the high priest of the tabernacle. Amen. So to simply say Jesus is a Levite isn't the full truth and the full grasp of everything that our Jesus is. Amen. Our Jesus is all. Hallelujah. All right. For the priesthood, if the priesthood be changed, which it will never change, then of the necessity must be there be a change of the law, which there is no change in the law. Don't let the green grass fool you. Oh, but Marie, we're not under the law. 
not under the law of the curse of death 100% but I guarantee you this when we all stand and that book is opened up and we're read oh Marie you did these deeds against God and you did these deeds good with God I guarantee you it's being judged against the law of God so I went back and studied the law of God to make sure I'm doing right am I doing sacrifices no because we just said that our Jesus canceled and abolished that part of the law and um, that part of the Levitical priesthood of the necess necessity excuse me of uh, earthly sacrifice because our Jesus was not only an earthly sacrifice but a spiritual sacrifice for the atonement of our sins correct yes but we still have to follow God's laws ordinances and policy we can't go out, kill, steal, and destroy and say we are God's children. That is of the devil, which we rebuke in Yeshua's great name. Amen? Amen. For he whom is these things are spoken pertaineth unto another tribe whereof no man served at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord sprung out of Judah. Woo! <laughs> the lion of Judah is roaring. No, I'm kidding. Sorry. Concerning which the tribe of Moses spoke nothing touching the priesthood. And it is yet another evident thing because of that after the similitude of Melchizedek, there, there is risen up another priest which was not a priest after the law of the carnal commandment, but after the power of endless life. For he testified thus, thus thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. For the commandment that went afar is disannulled because of the weakness thereof and the unprofitable, unprofitable unprofitable oh, my accident it didn't profit there we go <laughs> for the law made nothing profit but the bringing in of a better hope made perfect whereby we draw near unto god amen so i want to make sure that we make this clear and that we understand the law the qualifications there's a priesthood amen and we are all called to do a ministry unto god amen and bring souls to christ we are all going to be held accountable for what we do for our jesus and what we don't do for our jesus and whether out whether or not we follow the laws that are still required by our god amen here we go. The last two verses to close it out. For such as a high priest it became us to have, which is holy, harmless, undefiled, separated from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. Jesus, which needeth not a daily for those who is the high priest to offer up a sacrifice, meaning no daily sacrifice is required anymore, but first his own sins, then for the people's, meaning correct ourselves, take the plank from our own eye, and then go out and take the speck out of our brother's and our sister's eye, for that he has once, when he offered up himself, 
Amen. We offer up our life as a living sacrifice um, to the service of God. Then we help bring other souls to Christ. For the law maketh men priests, for which has in excuse me infinite forever and always now because of our Jesus. But the word of the oath that was since the law makes the Son who is concentrated forever more in Jesus name. Once we become and we prove ourselves to God and we stay right with God, um, 